It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful Burbank, California, the Napsack File Studios are located in this beautiful suburb of the greater Los Angeles area. This is the Napsack Files. I'm Ken Napsack. And wow, this guest we got here tonight has literally been holding me hostage to get him on the show. And I swear on my life, it was a scheduling issue. Um, Just, you know, we live in two different parts of the city. It wasn't personal, but I think at the end of the day, maybe it was. And we're going to work through that here today. It is Billy Business, Billy Patterson. Scheduling issue being I wasn't invited. (laughs) That is the scheduling issue. My scheduling issue. Yes. Well, it was at one point you just blatantly accused Josh Bakuga and I of blacklisting you from every one of the podcasts we had. You had screen junkies people on multiple times. Like... (laughs) You had, and I love the boy. You had yeah. Ryan Elliott on, I think, twice. The, the quiet camera guy. Yeah. Handsome. I don't understand. You know what? I have to <laughs> I have to beg and scratch and crawl. Well, look, and then it happened. It happened. You're here right now. You're here. We're in the studio. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, it's Monday night. <laughs> it's Monday night. I'm yeah. open for anything. We are recording on a Monday night here. And Billy, you, sir, came into my life. I think we met before we knew each other, probably in passing at a Wizard World. Yes. How long have you been working the convention circuit? How did you get to that point? Because that's an interesting point. It's a big business now, but how did you land in that world? This was very strange. I I uh, I was working at TV Guide, uh, the network, not the magazine, <laughs> which na- which is now Pop. Yes. Which if you're a wrestling fan, Impact right. Wrestling, and or Days of Our Lives, if you're right. not a wrestling <laughs> <If you're> fan. <laughs> and by the way, I'm sure, folks, wrestling's going to come up a couple times. Here. It, it will. Yeah. Uh, trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, so CBS bought TV Guide, and right. they were like, "Wow, we're so excited!" And then I was let go the next day. Uh, <laughs> oh, those transitions yeah. of power. Uh, so I was looking for a job, and I have a friend named Damien Buer who... Um, uh, no Damien, I'm passing at parties. Yeah. Tall, strapping gentleman. Damien is one of those guys where it doesn't matter who I run into, he, he's worked with them somehow in his life. Right. You you probably have met him. I've met him. I've never because when anyone he did the superpower beatdown, yeah, anyone <laughs> yeah. listening, you've probably met him. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, hey, Wizard World's uh, hiring. He told a mutual friend of ours, do you know anyone? And my, our mutual friend Chase was like, yeah, this guy I know is uh, looking for work. So Chase told me, I submitted my resume. Got looked oh. at. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, just in the trash can. <laughs> uh, and so about a month went by. I was like, that sucks because that yeah. probably could have been fun. And then I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Yeah. It is 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night. I'm just going to make a video essay of why they should choose me. Because so I have, a month after you've applied, a month after I applied, right? Yeah, uh, that unemployment <laughs> clock is just getting. I know that more, clock yeah. well. I thought it was months. It's a dollar amount. Yes. So like once it's out, 
Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been watching it tick, tick, tick away, and now it's gone. So I was like, what could I do? I'm just going to be silly, and this is either the best idea or the right. worst idea I've ever had. I put on a Batman cowl, and I was like, this is Bat Nerd, and Bat Nerd is going to tell you why I should work for Wizard World. So dumb. Finished it at four in the morning, sent it to Damien. Woke up later in the afternoon. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. How embarrassing. Oh, well, I never yeah, well, that'll be get it. a call the next day at around one from the CEO of Wizard World, John McAluso John, at the time. Yeah. And he's like, is this Bat Nerd? Yeah. <laughs> is it Bat Nerd? Best video I've ever seen. Uh, I, I sent it to the board of directors at uh, Wizard World and uh, come in for an interview. Went for the interview I didn't didn't do so hot in the interview. <laughs> Should you have worn the bat cow? I probably. Uh, I was for, <laughs> was, wait, was it? Were, were you that bad, or did it just the people in the room were they like, "Oh, he's not bat. He's not bat." No. I think it was because it was for a social media job, and at right. the time I was like, "I have a Twitter. I could probably do this." <laughs> you tweet. Know? Yeah. Uh, so they were asking me all these questions, and I was like <laughs> trying to fake it till you make it, but it's very yeah. obvious. I was like. Growth and and growth economics and, and uh, demographics. Peak, peak post times. Are you impressed with my impressions? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was just bombing it. And it, John yeah. walks in the room. And yeah. He's like, how are you doing? I was like, pretty good. He's like, Patrick, uh, give him his starting papers. Hire him. Uh, and so I could tell that uh, that, uh, th- that he didn't want to hire me. But because John was like, do it. Yeah. Uh, I started I started the next week. That is a powerful lesson in how to get a job or maybe never to be asked back into any room uh but i think that's that's uh that's actually pretty impressive i would not do that i it's funny i wouldn't do it now yeah you know like right really and you've done it i mean you didn't have to do it to get hired at screen junkies no that was that was like uh that was just right place right time Mm -hmm. right person The, the typical hollywood like i knew somebody right but this was like i was proud of it in the sense that it was like i took the biggest swing yeah. And uh, and I didn't I, I had Damien there, but he, he didn't have any power or anything. Yeah. He just got it. The video. But mm. I was like, man, I'm just going to do it. What's just the worst that could happen? What's it, nothing? Yeah, that's that's a great, powerful lesson. And you just had you done anything like that before. Nope. Where? I, I don't know where that where that came from. I have no idea where that spark of it was not alcohol. It wasn't it wasn't even desperation. It just was like. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. just a, an idea pops in your head. But every, I want to say, three or four months for right. the three years that I worked at Wizard World, I'd hear John cackling in his office. And over the PA, he'd be like, everyone come here. And he would pull that video up. And he would show <laughs> every, he showed Michael Rooker. He showed Bruce Campbell. He showed <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Like, any time a celebrity would come in, he'd be like, you have to see Bat Nerd. Yeah, so they're just so sitting there like staring at like okay. My tenure at Wizard World was me being embarrassed in front of celebrities. It, it, it was not even just that. There's tons of stories where John just loved, yeah. delighted, and embarrassing me in front of my childhood heroes. Well, uh, that is a uh, that is interesting. You mentioned childhood heroes. Uh, where did you grow up? Where where did you apply your uh, youthful trade? Fresno, California, Fresno. Central Valley. Yeah, you're the first person I've talked to that was raised in Fresno. Been through it many times. My a family trip in about 82 or 83, our Volkswagen van broke down. And we spent five days in Fresno. Uh, it's like a bad movie. <laughs> five days, five in, days Fresno. in Fresno. If you've ever driven to San Francisco yeah. or Yosemite or Sacramento. You, Yosemite you, was our spot. Yeah. yeah, you've passed through Fresno. Uh, great, great place to grow up. Didn't think so at the time in hindsight. Uh, yeah. Beautiful childhood. Uh, everyone has, the, or not everyone, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people have like conflicts with their childhood. And I'm like, man, mine was the best. 
Oh yeah, like yeah, mine was small town America, good. Like I'm for- so fortunate. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the problems came from my brain, which is silly because I looked around. And I, I should have been more like, yeah, things are all right. Yeah. Um, what uh, I'm fascinated by the sense of like like. You know, we're we're in this big city making making nerd stuff here, sure. you and I there. But but it was a different time. You, you, we're in the same age group, uh, roughly. My my beard's a little more gray than you, thankfully for you. Um, it, at what point did like this stuff, the pop culture stuff, kick in? Or were you a sports guy? You're a wrestling guy. Was that always the case out there? How'd you grow up on the mean streets of Fresno? Uh, I knew I wanted to do something either making movies or adjacent to movies when I was right. three years old. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't, I couldn't, I was too young to, to know what was happening, right. but it was Tim Burton's Batman. It was the okay. summer of Batmania. Right. And I was like, what is this thing? I'm seeing, I'm seeing it on my TV and I'm seeing posters. I'm like, what is What's this going on? thing? What is all of this? And it's my, my mom who kind of picked up and I remember I was just a kid. I was like, I want to, I want to make stuff like that. <laughs> like I like Batman and I can put him on the TV. I can make things and put it on the TV. So right. my mom fostered my love of, man, I had so many phases. I had my kiss phase, my, <laughs> and, and not just phases that like came and went, came like, and went like they're just still added there. on to my layerings. Right. Layerings. And, and God bless my mom. She was on board every time. And she was like, how can I nurture this? And I feel like if she, if she had shut it down, I maybe would have done mm-hmm. something different with my life or been like, okay, time to grow up. But she was yeah. like, no, this is this is you, and let's go to a Kiss concert. Let's go really? to the opening of Phantom Menace. Let's go. Uh, my mom took me to my very first WWF show. Okay, at the time. WWF at the time. She yep. sat with me, waited. For, this is when you had to wait for tickets. You could yeah. buy Fandango for Phantom Menace, and we went at midnight. She pulled God me out of school. It. Yeah, she took me to my first Kiss concert. What what year was Kiss? I think this was when they just put the makeup back on again. Ninety six reunion, like ninety seven, ninety eight. Because I went to Irvine Amphitheater in nineteen ninety six for the reunion tour. Yeah, the uh, weenie roast. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was just at its own concert. It wasn't a K Rock weenie roast. Um, Poe uh, opened up for him. Uh, she was great. One of my favorite artists. Yeah, I went, I went as Peter Chris. So we got that, buddy. <laughs> That's the only one that I've never gone to a concert as. <laughs> you, you even went as. Uh, uh, Eric Carr as the Fox, <laughs> uh, Vinny Vincent, the Warrior, the, the Warrior or whatever Sphinx it is. Or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, no one. Vinny did, doesn't know what it is. Yeah, how does how does uh, how did Kiss come in? Kiss came in. My parents weren't really into it. I mm. think my I it just was God bless your mother even more. Oh yeah, I think I my mom because I used to I used to be that kid that had just mm. like action figures like thumbtacked yeah. to the wall, you know, like in the yeah. boxes. And after a while, my mom would just, if she saw one that just looked cool, like thought right. I just liked the aesthetics. And she bought me one year a Gene Simmons and a Paul Stanley. And it was those figures from the Dynasty uh, yes. album where it was like the big theatrical gaudy armor and capes. Yeah. She probably thought it was like a superhero or something. And I had them tacked I mean, to my yeah. wall. Yeah. I had them tacked to my wall and I completely 100% legally downloaded their entire <laughs> discography <laughs> off of Napster. Sorry, Gene. Um, and I, I, I kind of found it on my own, and then organically, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just was like, I know some of these songs. I guess I just didn't put two and two together, right? You know? Rock and roll a night, and Beth, and all. I that. mean, I wouldn't be, you know, knights in Satan's service. I wouldn't be allowed as a kid. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. very Detroit Rock City, <laughs> Detroit Rock City. <laughs> uh, I, I found it around that time, and I knew of them. You know, it's that type of thing. But sure. yeah, same thing. But yeah, so that's interesting. That just, yeah, I love two and things. Pop culture things just find, they seem to find every generation organically. 
Star Wars in a lot of cases, yeah, parents will pass it down. But a lot of times it's a kid seeing something in the store at five. What's a Jar Jar? I want to see a Jar Jar Banks. Like, it just happens generation after generation. Yeah, my mom always likes to say, like, oh, I introduced you to this, to that. And I'm like, well, you didn't, but you did something more important, which is you fostered it immediately. You yeah, know, and yeah, yeah. and I feel like she sometimes it's hard when parents aren't into the same thing as their kids because they're like, how do I relate? And my mom would just she just jump head on in. You know, she uh, it was I was fortunate enough to go to your wedding. Yes. And she came up to our table. Oh, it's like me and Matt Key and Brittany and Ryan Handsome. And I believe, uh, yeah, I think it was else it was JT. Yeah, JT. I think JT was standing was there. there. Yeah. And she just. Hi, who are you? The screen junkies kind of, okay, great. I made him a nerd. And she just started right in. Oh, she yeah. was an amazing, just amazing lady right there in that moment. But yeah, she point blank was like, I'm the reason he's a nerd. Yeah. She so. she loves to take credit. And to her credit, that's, she may have not made me a nerd, but she is the reason why I still am. So I'll give her that. That's great. And then you, I've seen some videos where you made uh, homemade lightsaber fights, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know how I saw that or why you'd let me see that. <laughs> This was uh, for Screen Junkies back in the day. That's right. We had, we had a show called Screen Junkies Universe. We still have one now, but it's a very different version than what it used to be. Right, right. And we were all doing our our homemade, you know, like That's this is what, what this is what we yes. were back in the day. And I and I was producing at that time. I wasn't on the panel, but I, some people were like tweeting me, "What's your thing?" I'm like. All right. Well, you know what? I'm already married. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't lose a relationship. Potentially of this. could. But so yeah. it was from 2002. It was the month that Attack of the Clones had came out. And yeah. Three of my buddies and me. We you know we used to walk home from school. We go to somebody's house. I had just bought all the new toys, and I was oh, yeah. like, Danny, who who now is a he's a, a he makes documentaries in in Houston. He's a filmmaker, and he's well. like, let's let's do our own lightsaber. And it's so just <laughs> poorly done. But you can see four boys yeah. geeking out, having fun in, in the best way. It's it's like I've talked about before about that that famous kid, the poor kid, uh, you know, the lightsaber sure. kid. Yeah. You know, there before the grace of God go I, because I am one VCR uh, camcorder away from being that kid. We're all lightsaber yeah. kid. Yeah, we all are. We all have it somewhere. Yeah. You know? Mine's yeah. just on, on YouTube. Like, I... I <laughs> <laughs> Forever, like I always watch that famous, uh, you know, uh, roll, uh, LARP uh, video, the lightning bolt, lightning bolt thing, and it, it kills me. I've I've like fallen on the floor laughing, but also knowing that I am one or two clicks away from being that guy. Even now, if I wanted to, I could dive in. I think if a lightsaber kid was just he was too ahead of his time, he was because if it was like ten years later. It, I don't think he would have got, I don't think anybody would have noticed. It would have just no. been like, okay. It would have been a, a 24 second news cycle. It would have been yep. like, oh yeah, kid playing lightsaber in garage, uh, world on fire. Yeah, Him we're and good. like grape stomping lady just had the unfortunate. Just had the unfortunate, she sounded like a Tuscan Raider. Just had, a, <laughs> had an unfortunate yeah, timing there. You're a pretty big Star Wars fan though. Yeah, yes. it, it runs deep. I think I don't give you enough credit as a Star Wars fan. I feel like I, Star Wars, I had a whole room. When my sister left for college, I actually took all her stuff out and made a Star Wars room with all my toys. All Begun my, with you. <laughs> um, with her blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, I, I nowadays I don't think like I'm I'm schmo down level of sure, Star sure, Warsness, sure. but I it's always in my blood, always in my heart. Uh, but yeah, I just I guess I don't I don't 
I don't identify as like well, the Star Wars guy because there's there's you and Scrimshaw and all these other. Yeah, people, I guess you, know? you get into this weird this space, and and I was like, it's not like I'm territorial or Joseph territorial. It's just like it seems like there's special specialities. You're sure. like a left-handed relief pitcher out of the bullpen, and uh, you know I've said that you know, people are like Ken, you don't really watch movies. Why are you on Collider? Like, well, I'm. I'm Star Wars and Game of Thrones guy. That's why I'm here. You bring me out to get those uh, those batters out. I'm and the utility so, guy. Like yeah. I know just in like I know enough to hold my own in a pretty hardcore conversation about Star Wars or Kiss or a lot of people don't know Star Trek or yeah. Batman or baseball or wrestling. Right. You know, like Speaking I'll never language. be like the one guy who's like I, he'll write the book. Yeah, but I've read all the books. You know, you uh, one of the year. I don't want to call it trademarks there. So you joined the Screen Junkies at first. You know, I think again, I I'd been d- doing some stuff at Wizard World with Screen Junkies, and it's a fascinating job. I I'll, may, might come back to it because you travel the country, if not the world, at times doing conventions. Oh, it's a, it's a strange <laughs> joining the circus, man. Literally joining the circus, and then yeah, you know, you show up. I think you guest on TV fights, and I believe it was Brittany who said, "Hey, you know, you, I'm I'm leaving. Yeah, you should hire this guy." So I, you know, that happened. I I think your interview process was like, I'm like, I like him. And Joan Guillory's like, sure. And he's higher. He didn't care. He didn't <laughs> care. So uh, you you show on up there. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, you kind of, I guess, you're, I, guess, I'm not, I don't want to say it's your trademark, but you, you have some really interesting opinions. Hot takes. Hot takes, as it were. <laughs> and you love, and you, JT, and Lon Harris off camera might be the best show that's not broadcast. Yeah, we we even did a movie fights together, and it was yeah. I I had a migraine at the end of it. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever I I snapped at Dan Merle afterwards on the after show because I was just at a twelve, <laughs> and I yelled at him. And I thank God though that after the fight show is not available anymore. Right, right. I'm so embarrassed at just <laughs> you know just going off on Dan at the end of it because I was just so tired. It's tiring. <laughs> it's tiring. Movie fights yeah. is tiring. Producing it's tiring. Being in that booth for back then, there'd be sometimes four hours almost. Now, now we have it yeah, down. Now to it's a, still about an hour fifteen. But back back then too, you'd be fighting, and your oh, energy's yeah. at a ten, and then you'd have to do a half hour show where you're supposed to take it down yeah. to like a three. But you're still. How do you turn it off? Like you're still amped, and yeah. then callers coming calling in and being like, "Man, your argument was stupid," <laughs> and you're just like, "Okay, why? Why am I still?" <laughs> And uh, so Dan made the mistake of being like, why did you, your argument about, because I said I didn't like E.T. Right. And it's a game show, guys. You have to go all in. All in. Obviously, I I don't really care for E.T., but I I had to go all in. Yeah. And Dan was like, your argument with this, I was like, "Ah, I know, I know, I know. He's like, but I just don't understand why. It's like, I, I know, Dan, I didn't have time to articulate it well. And he's like. But I just think, and I turn, I was like, that's why I didn't win the GD point, Dan. That's why I'm not the effing winner. And it was just quiet. And I was like, I'm sorry. That was an overreaction. Uh, <laughs> that's what it will do, man. You yeah. get, uh, unless it's a drunk movie fight, you get your, 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 your hackles are up. I won't do it anymore. I actually, yeah. uh, they've got like, you know, fans like, when are you going to fight? I'm like, no, not I'm not going to do it anymore. not going to do it. Nah, it's weird because it. it's a weird time too. I think things have changed. The debates over movies, I think it can still be done. But it, it's you know when you turn it into a contact sport, it's going to be a problem. But the art of the art of debate is gone, and that's something I know that's on your mind. You're looking to start a show soon. Yeah, you know, should we announce that to the world? I, I want you to commit to it. it. It's it's already done. I've already you, booked some. You booked guests. guests. 
Yeah, we so tweeted about it. That's what's old. Twitter's the only thing that counts in the world. It's it's it holds me accountable. Uh, I was at lunch with Hal Rudnick. Yeah, and we were wow, uh, uh, yeah, uh, wow, iconic uh, Belly Biz. Uh, when are you going to do your podcast? Because you have some hot takes. Uh, by the way, <laughs> what, go to a baseball game with Hal because he is the funniest. I saw you guys. I'm not going to lie. I understood it, but a little jealous. Uh, we went to an Angels game, and he just leans over halfway through. He's like. And they were like, next week's promotion, a free Angels bag. He's like, uh, you know what Angels uh, promotion they're not going to do? Touched by an Angel night. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love you. Oh. We're buying season tickets next <laughs> year. Uh, but I was at lunch with Hal, and we were talking about, I had done Ed Greer, who's now yep. become a Screen Junkies favorite. I did his podcast talking about Indiana Jones, where I, mm. I defended Crystal Skull, that I think is actually Ooh. a pretty good movie that okay. people overlook and let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Let's put a pin in that. But I, uh, I, it's been, it had been so long where I could just talk. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to win a point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to like, wait, 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 but, 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 but it right. was like, here's how I feel. And I was like, I have so many of these opinions. I should just, just knock out my 30 or 40 crazy opinions with another person there who right. can just talk it through with me. So we're going to do uh, Hot Takes with Billy Biz. And hot the first takes. episode is me and Hal Rudnick talking about how I just can't get into that Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> just can't do but it. But see, I love But this is what, so this is what I said to Trey you These are the conversations you have off camera. Yeah. Look, all the stuff, the other day it doesn't matter. I, you know, Star Wars is my life. Star sure. Wars is my absolute life. But And I'll defend it and I'll defend it. But I've gotten to the point, too, where it's like, you know, I just want to go enjoy it again. Not, not, not that I'm not going to podcast about it or not d- debate it, but like I won't really go on movie fights. I don't. You, you asked me recently, and I just don't ever want to fight a Star Wars question again because I get tired of rolling up and not being able to just have fun with the conversation. Right. And look, I think there are bad movies out there. I think you can look at some of the Warner Brothers DC stuff, or whatever you want to say. But, but it's there's this we've it's we've turned it into into. Hot, hot take central, but what you're trying to do, that's all this point to say, is like have a, a, an hour long discussion to, to really just remind us that you we both enjoy it, but or don't enjoy it, and we're still going to be okay. Yeah, I just want to talk about it because sometimes I'm like, I, I feel crazy. And, and the thing with screen juggies, and I totally understand, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a regular cast member, I, I have bit parts here and there, but right. if I say, like, I don't like Harry Potter. It's whoa, whoa. moving on. And I, it's just the, the thread is left dangling. And they're like, Billy business just hates everything. I'm like, let me explain to you why I just can't get into it. Let's yeah. have a conversation, especially if you're a super fan. Cause yeah. maybe I just need to see it through different lenses to, right. to appreciate something I'm missing. Right. You know, right. my and ego is not above saying like, maybe I just am missing something. Right. You know? And I think that's like, you know, over four center with star Wars counseling with Joseph Scrimshaw. That's, that's what he set out to do. And what, but the, that, that that podcast feed is kind of about like we're going to dig in deep and we're going to connect it the emotional canon of Han Solo getting his last name given into him and I'll connect it 40 years later to The Force Awakens and I'll tell you why it works then you might go great doesn't connect for me like that and then we're still going to have a beer afterwards but it's and it's not just it's not just screen junkies or collider or anything it's just not it's just the way society's gone where this you have to come out of the theater and what is your review of it I, I stardust always, that Instagram that what is your review of it? I think I tweeted out. I was like the fastest way to get me to mute you is to say, check out my review for, and that's it. I'm like, why, 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 why do I care what your yeah. 30 second stardust is? I just, I don't, but I love you, Billy. The only, I'm, it's, I'm to that point. 
And it's like people I actually like and admire, but I like, check out my review. Nope, mute. Bye. The amount of people I have muted that I work with, you won't even know. You're not muted. JT is not muted. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the Crystal Skull thing's interesting. I mean, yeah. and, and you'd have done it another place. I don't want to go into it too much. Maybe you might still bring it back for your podcast, Hot Takes with Billy Business. Um, I'll tell you this. I've only seen it once in the theater. And so my memory of it is is somewhat vague, but it's also pretty specific. And I remember thinking, coming out of the theater, going, this is what, 2008, right? Yep. Coming the out of the theater. summer of 2008. And going, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were some things. I, I didn't like the ant thing and the monkey thing. And I was on board for the alien, not aliens, whatever they are. But, man, that was really fun. And then I remember kind of, you know, MySpace or whatever it was, and going, thinking to myself, oh, we're not supposed to like it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. And so I've never seen it again. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it one night. And I remember thinking, you telling me you watch Temple of Doom and he jumps out of a plane with a raft yep. and that's any worse or any better or that's better than a nuclear fridge? That's, that's ex- almost literally verbatim the point that I made on Ed's podcast. I just said there's a, you know, not to get too deep into it, but there's a lot of things because the, the, me and Lon, one of our biggest arguments was like, I would watch Crystal Skull three times before I watched Temple of Doom again. Mm. And I was like, that movie's just mean spirited and, and claustrophobic yeah. and everything. And, and I, that's the point I was trying to make though, was like, I, even my least favorite Indiana Jones movie right. is still a movie that I love. Right. You know? And that, that's what gets lost in these big, like yeah. what's the worst Indiana Jones movies? Like, wait a second. <laughs> I, st- I still love it. It's still indie, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, that's, and that's how it ended up becoming a prequelist in Star Wars, where uh, at one point, I realized when no one was looking and I'd sneak around, I'm going to watch Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to watch Phantom Menace. You know, and I had then I had to be like, oh, yeah, that sucked. And are there bad things in them? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I, I was lying to myself, not admitting that I just at least like to watch them. I'm a quiet prequelist. Yeah. I, I, I actually really enjoy one. The stuff that people don't like about it, I actually now I'm like... But the political stuff is really interesting. It's really interesting. Like the we've we've seen this like war torn galaxy in four, five, and six, and it's like, but it's so interesting that it started with this very <laughs> formal senate. And I realize that it, in the context of that film, it feels a little off kilter. But in right. the grand scheme of everything, I'm like that's kind of interesting. The politics of Star Wars. Well, because look, F- Force Awakens shows up, and I love Force Awakens and, and love what they do with it. But it m- was missing the state of the galaxy. Absolutely. It was like, well, and then a book like Claudia Gray's Bloodline comes out, and I know not everyone reads those Star Wars books, and it sets the tone for the battle six years before in politics. And it's this interesting, and, and people consider Leia warmongering daughter of an evil man, and, and how she has to fight. And it's like, well, that's interesting. Look, could you imagine the, yeah. the smear campaign commercials right. in Star Wars? They literally have it. Her father was basically <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. Don't vote Don't for, for her. her. <laughs> and it's like, so I get it. Where does this. We're, I don't want to get too often into a movie podcast and that we do here in Epsec Files. But the point is, all of this, I say trademark or begrudgingly say it. Did, does this, did, did this just form in you over time? Was there something? Was it like Crystal Skull where you're like, hey, wait a minute. Like, let's have some critical thought here or at least step back from the, the gas pedal and pump the brakes a little bit on our film discussion. Did this come about? I honestly think Somehow. Screen Junkies did it to me because I showed up day one. I was like, Oh, I love all these things. And it just looked, it was like a fart in church. Like (laughs) you're not supposed to like those 10 things. And then I had to like carefully like find my people. Like 
is it okay that I like this thing? No? Okay. Good. Well, then Good. I come along and I'm like, I had never seen a DC movie. Avengers was boring. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, Guardians 1, end of 2. <laughs> but it's just like, and, and I got so, I think I think just as, it's not my tenure at Screen Junkies. I think it's just yeah. the way that we're going also just like with Twitter and and, yeah. and just in general where it just lined up. It's, it's synced that it's like everything's very binary. Yeah. And yeah. it's... It's like uh, I I can't give a letter grade sometimes. Sometimes I I hate a movie when I watch it, and then I'm like, but it evoked right. such a feeling in me that like it's a good movie, but right. it doesn't connect, or vice versa. It's yeah. it's a bad movie, but yeah, it it hits something in me. It's all about emotions, and I I can't grade that. Yeah, it's tough to grade it. And then the other side, it's like sometimes you know, you know, you might be like, ah, I think this is bad, and someone's like, well, bah! you know, then it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, actually, it's a, it's a but it's a tough time because we we've we've made a career. Not you and I. We'd be richer if we were. But this this we made a career out of this pop culture stuff. This tragic. God God bless it because great because we grew up in this era. You're talking Burton's Batman inspires you. You know, I was there in the theater opening weekend myself. And now we grew up and we're wearing the suits and ties and we're in the offices going. You know what we should do? We should do things about this. And now it's just we've opened up the Spendor's box. I almost wish we'd go back to my. You know, my father, who's like, I think uh, I saw Force Awakens. I think they're going to have a sequel. <laughs> you know, like, it's a refreshing, like... Have you seen the yeah. Star Wars thing? It's uh, pretty... Yeah, there, there are times where I definitely wish I could be so, like... Mm-hmm. Like, my wife, you know, she she likes mm-hmm. what she likes. She I doesn't talk about it. She watches it. It's right. over. And then, you know, she, my wife loves white chicks, dude. I had to pay money for that. Oh, the movie. The, yeah. I mean, okay. Also, I, had a, I, I remember what I think she has an, an affinity for her <laughs> lovely uh, Caucasian Good. women, but yeah. also, yeah. yeah, she likes sorority boys and white chicks, See, and she doesn't care. She's not yeah. going on Twitter and fighting anyone about it. She's just like, I'm just going to watch it when I'm in a bad mood, and right. it's over. Now, look, I, I've talked about it before here on this uh, channel. I actually talked about it in the afternoons, too. It's like, I have a friend. And I can't say his name because he's in politics and a lot of my friends are trying to have him voted out right now. Uh, but I used to work with him when he's in LAPD and he once told me. He, he, I was making fun of him. He's about seven, eight years older than me and I was making fun of him uh, for what, some of the songs he liked. And he's like, trust me, you're going to get to a point where you, get, where you like what you like and you don't care. Music is the one that I'm, I'm very touchy about. It's Because it's so, it's different. It strikes this different chord in your heart. I get snappy too. But then you've certainly come to a point where you're like, all right, I get it. I like what you like. I like what I like. You like what you like. But what 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 gets you with that? If someone attacks Kiss? Kiss is always the, the butt of a joke, and I can't even say I blame them. Yeah, but yeah. it's also, too, like I find that there, there are certain songs mm-hmm. that I really like, and it doesn't matter who the singer is. There right. are certain things within the music, like certain chord progressions that I mm. like, like, mm. you know, descending chords or minors that get resolved, yeah. you know, like there are certain like technical aspects of songs that I like that people are like, why do you have this song by this artist? I'm like, uh, cause I just like the way it sounds. And that's like where I get it touchy, hits me. Yeah. You know? And I think there are some things too. My wife, she's actually a really big Hanson fan. And, and you say, yeah, you say Mbop, yeah, and that's sure that's the one that sure. we all know. But they put out music now that she yeah. puts it on. I'm like, I really like this song. Who sings it? She's like, This is handsome. I'm like, 
Really? Like, no, like, I can't like the prequels. What? Ah. Yeah, yeah, and it gets it gets crazy to be like, yeah, there, I have like yeah. a handful of Hanson songs from from now that Rich, yeah 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 that I just they're good songwriters now, right. but uh, but they have that mbop stigma on them. Hey, so it's and they just, got that mbop money. So hey, don't worry about it. They're actually <laughs> very nice. Nice lads. They're, they're very nice lads. Yeah, they're very, very yeah, good chaps. Yeah, yeah, good chef. No, I'd imagine that being good, you know. Um, all right, you've talked about it a couple times here. I want to talk about uh, love, life, uh, and marriage and all those kind of things here because uh, you are younger than me, so I'm uh, I'm impressed uh, looking across at you. And a married man took the big dive. You had a wonderful wedding. Thank you. And every time I would watch The Last Man on Earth where they were at that uh, uh, cartel house. It was a house that you got married at. It looks like a cartel house when you were... <laughs> we took pictures inside, and it was just gorgeous. The, the whole yeah. place... I, I take absolutely zero credit. I had no idea that I even yeah. had a photo booth at my wedding until the DJ said, last call for photo booth. I was like, we got yeah. one of those? I took many shots in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, great wedding, great wedding. How long you guys been together before that? Uh, what, what led you to this path, we path got of marriage? together in 2013. Uh, That's a good time. Proposed in 2015. Yeah. Took a year to, you know, we kind of, we transitioned jobs and mm-hmm. moved around a little bit. So we're like, let's, let's stretch this out just a little bit and then got yeah. married in 2017. I like that patience. Love is patience and wedding planning even more. Yeah. And it's <laughs> look, she, I, I'd like to say that being married is just so different. Right. It's, it's not, it's like, yeah, you, you get used to the ring and the filling out sure. a different tax form, but like, <laughs> I knew that I was going to be with her forever, far before the rings were on either yeah. of our fingers. So to me, it's like we can we can do this ten years from now if you want. Like I know I'm still going to be with you. So how did, was there a moment, something change she brought to your life? How did how did you know? I love that. I love hearing the different whys for everybody. So I I always tell our first date story, and it's I I'm not a big anniversary guy. I tend to forget dates, but I will <laughs> always remember our first date and we celebrate it because I picked her. We'd been texting for a little bit. I didn't quite know her that well. Picked her up at her house. It was the day that Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, August 22nd, 2013. (laughs) I picked her up from her apartment and... Was that that long ago? Wow, yeah. Yeah. I picked her up from my apartment or from her apartment and it's like, hey, how's it going? Good. How's your day? Oh, good. I was like, how's your day? She's like, well, you know, my boss sent me home for just being too emotional and crazy. And I was like, oh, Shit. Like <laughs> we haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> Lay it out all on the table. I so guess. Yeah. I immediately started thinking of like exit strategies. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I was like NASA. I had like five <laughs> different backup plans. Is there a window in the bathroom? So uh, the first day I was like, I'll, let's go to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum at right. the Hollywood and Highland. Cause I was like, at least there's pictures that we can take. Yeah. There's like stuff we can do. It's still it's interesting to me, even if this doesn't work out. Uh, and it was fine. Like we, we were, you know, I was probably over joking cause I joke too much yeah, and I'm yeah. nervous. Uh, and it was fine. It wasn't anything too memorable. And then we went to this Italian place. That's also in Hollywood Highland, very fancy Italian place. Oh, yeah. And we were a little stiff and we were eating and she goes, she eats her ravioli. She's like, it has a hint of chef boy RD. And I just started <laughs> belly laughing. I was like, okay, you're a real person. <laughs> you're on my level. Uh, that was a Thursday. We went out again on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then the following Monday, I don't think there was ever a night that I wasn't at wow. her place until wow. till we got married. Your life changed that fast. That, that, that fast. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so even if it wasn't declared or proclaimed or ringed, uh, you, you, I love that. I love that. Yeah, Thursday, 
Friday you're contemplating. Saturday. Saturday was it was it's locked. It. Yeah. And uh yeah. Then and I don't think we ever spent a night apart mm-hmm. since then. Then you're That's like great. Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney before she passed away. Not not quite Yoko yeah. John, but it wasn't yeah, no, no. that codependent. Oh no, Paul 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 Linda. Paul Linda. Paul Linda. Paul Linda. Paul Linda. That's 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 wonderful. What kind of uh, how has she changed you? How is she, uh, surf whether it's taking your kiss posters off the wall or leaving them up? How, she she's so she's so accommodating in the sense that we always knew when we moved in together, it's a little bit more money, but we always had a two bedroom and right. one bedroom. She's like, go nuts! You can do whatever you want, all your stuff. Play but lightsaber fights. It must be contained to yeah. that room, yeah. and that's just it's it, that is what's saved our marriage. Yeah. Our, our relationship. Uh, we each have our, the bedroom has always been her spot. Okay. She likes to work in bed on her laptop and like, that's her, I just go in there to sleep. That's it. Um, <laughs> Get in here. But it's Patterson. <laughs> Sometimes we'll, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, she yeah. likes to play on her laptop in her room and I'll go in my room with my Xbox and every couple hours I'll just pop my head in. How you doing? Good. <laughs> you having a good Sunday? Yeah. And that's us like, that's it. Spending time away from each other, but together, but together. And that's how, that. yeah. No, that's important. That's an important thing to allow each other to have. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, I think that's a key. It's, it's separate beds. I'm all for separate beds. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I used to be like, man, I, I just can't sleep with another person here. Mm-hmm. And she just went out of town last week for a couple of days on vacation. I slept Couldn't terribly. Do it? Oh. Woke up every two hours. That's it was sweet. awful. I Look hated at this. it. Look at this soft underbelly to Billy A. <laughs> Patterson here, man. Look at that. Uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. You work this job at uh, Wizard World, like we talked about, which means for those, you know, I guess we should have set it up earlier. It's a traveling convention. And I'm trying to remember the first time I heard, you know, of Comic-Con meaning San Diego. And it was just kind of this singular, that's the con of the world. And then suddenly you're like, oh, there's others. And then there's others. And then there's others. Of it just obviously springs up. But Wizard World was the first I, I knew of that was like, this thing that went around and it was the same thing in every city. And it was, and uh, my friend, Brittany, uh, Brittany wallet key gets a job there. And that's how I first went. And then suddenly, suddenly screen junkies is going on tour there, which is I'm sure where I passed you in the hallways. We, um, we met. Yeah. You Did and we? I, we, we met, I met all of you guys. None of you remember. I was yeah. with, uh, was it Chicago? I was with a guy, uh, named Mo lightning. I know and, Mo. And, yeah. And, uh, he, I was backstage talking to him and I, I, it, uh, met all of you very briefly before you went on stage for, a, for the screen junkies panel. Yeah. Uh, so August, 2015 then the first one, uh, I was definitely there. Yeah. 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 That's when I first met Mo because I'd heard about him. I knew about Mo, for, you know, Brittany and, and great, Damian. He's great big, guy. I love yeah, him. and a uh, big wrestling guy. Big he, you know. he has a wrestling audio. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, and then yeah. So you're right. I probably do. But I was I was I was two weeks into that job, and I was I'd left that security job after 17 years, and I thought, you know, because I'd been told in my interview, you know, I just want to make sure you're clear that this is what you want because if it doesn't work out, we'll get rid of you, and I don't, you know, we don't care. And <laughs> that was kind of what I was told. So I'm like, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. Brittany, help me make this work, make this thing work. So yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I had my hair growing a little longer there. You're probably like, who's this douche? All good. I think I, uh, I've, I met so many people during that time. It's, it's a, it's a whole other world. It is. So tell me what you can say about traveling around the country. Mostly, you did some. Did they do some international ones? Uh, they, they did. They did a China one that I declined to you go to, it. and yeah. it turned out to be the 
beginning of the end of an era of Boys of World. It was a, it was a disaster. Uh, yeah, from what I remember. Keep it on the freeways in the uh, states. I but I, I, I've been all over the great United yeah. States of America. <laughs> been to you know Wisconsin in February because they That's just right. didn't schedule those things very well. <laughs> um, I met a lot of my. I met almost all of my heroes, and I say there's a good. 50-50 ratio of being let down to being really <laughs> impressed by some. It was feast or yeah. famine, man. Yeah. That is, yeah, I mean, they always say, you know, don't meet your heroes, especially at conventions, I guess. But yeah, that that's tough. After the first one, without naming names, I'm not that type of podcast here, but the first one, the first real bad one, did you? were you them trepidatious the rest of the time? Yeah. Were there well, bad, bad ones? You know what's just... funny is that I, I actually will say the name and tell Great. because we ended up becoming friends Perfect. afterwards. It was my first month of working at Wizard World, mm-hmm. and it was Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Oh, and, yeah. and keep in mind, like, Allison and I, when we first started dating, we used to watch Power Rangers on Netflix and kind of do our, a mystery science theater mm. commentary over it. So I was like, oh, my God, right. like, six months later, I'm working with the Green Rangers. This is awesome. And I put up some some meme or something about Power Rangers because I was doing social media, mm. and I didn't realize that I had, like, offended him <laughs> uh, by putting that meme up, uh, there was just a miscommunication right, and I had, right. I emailed him. It's like, I'm very sorry or whatever. And I, I tried to backtrack, but I think I just made it worse. Um, and he <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he, he was talking to some of the bosses, like, who's this new guy? What is, what is he doing? And so for a couple <laughs> months we were very frosty with each other. Right. And I was like, what a, what a <sighs> letdown. And then I, we were in Atlanta okay. and, uh, I don't know why, but he came to dinner and Brittany was there mm-hmm. and we were just telling stories and and kind of humanized each other. Right, right, right. And and we had some great stories and moments from that night. And from then on, we became like friends. He would text me a uh, happy birthday. And, you know, uh, he was, you know, both a shoulder to lean on when we right. were kind of, you know, mad about certain things. And I know sometimes he gets some flack, uh, mm. for, you know, whatever this and that, but he's, he, mm. I've never seen a celebrity that respects and loves his fans more than Jason David Frank and, and whatever else you want to say about the guy, like yeah. any autograph he's ever signed, any fan he's ever met, that is 100% him not putting on a show. Right. He loves his fans. And we ended it. up becoming friends, of, I mean, but it was a very frosty beginning. Frosty beginning. And I was like, oh man, how did I piss off the Green Ranger freaking month one? That's a great lesson for like, just like the internet in general now. That's kind of how it happens. Face to face, breaking bread. Yeah. That's how things get solved. Yeah, it was, it really was. It was just like, let's, I don't know why he went to dinner with us that night, yeah. but, but it was, it was great. I Divine love the guy. intervention. Crazy yeah. stories, things you can't say, but you can give detail. I mean, because I've heard some other ones. I've heard some weird ones. I mean, look, there's uh, beloved actors that have pooped their pants i've heard that one yeah that one i've heard that story i don't like that one. yeah that one's that one's a sad story uh there's (laughs) definitely been two celebrities that (laughs) fell asleep during their photo ops with sunglasses and uh one lady comes and she's like he's asleep because the 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 bulb actually uh, lightened up the lenses in his, in the sunglasses and she's like, I want a refund. And we're like, he's yeah. gone, but what a great conversation piece. This is the best, <laughs> Uh, was it an older celebrity? Or yes. You, okay. Yeah. God, God bless him. He shouldn't have been doing photo ops. Like it's too old, but <laughs> he's just a sweetheart that just <laughs> fell asleep. I want to get to that point in my, I'll never have a, a level of celebrity that people want to pay for my pictures, but I want to get to that point where I'm just going to put on some glasses. I was there just when... Prop me up. Oh, yeah. Just the weekend at Bernie's, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
I was there when that crazy fan bit Norman Reedus, and that made wait the, what? I'd have never heard of that one. Yeah, this this woman was uh, a Walking Dead fan, and I, you know, whenever these celebrities do those photo ops, it's right. you know, sometimes, most of the time, they'll do creative, fun ones if the fans ask. And mm-hmm. this woman just walked up to him and just just bit him in the neck like he like she was a zombie, and right. that's obviously. A uh, no go. No, like, I, don't, I, I, I would say no. I even think if they staged, if they asked to stage, like, can I pretend that they'd be like, nah. nah but the, the, a lot of them will do some fun stuff. John Barrowman does some really fun ones. A lot of the wrestlers will do fun ones or oh, like yeah, prom yeah. poses. But that one was like, oh. <laughs> and Norman's <laughs> such a sweet man. He's I I used to do the costume contest. I used to host yeah, it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And me and Mo, after a while, just to be silly, we started dressing up in really bad cosplay. <laughs> so I was John Hammond from Jurassic Park, and I walked into the celebrity green room. Cause I, I had to get Jason David Frank. He's one of the judges and mm-hmm. Norman just looked me up and down, just couldn't figure it out. And I like take off the hat and like, it, it's me, Norman. He's like, Oh, <laughs> cool. Had no idea no, what no. I was doing, why I was dressed as Sir Richard Attenborough, but he's just the, the Norman read is not of approval. Yeah. He's just like, all right, cool. 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 Yeah. yeah, man. Lou was great. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. He's very terrified of tornadoes. Really? uh, We were in St. Louis and a Mm. tornado touched down and he's just kind of in the corner of like very apprehensive. Like, what's the matter? He's like, I I can do the earthquakes, but I I can't Can't do do the tornadoes. I was like, that's fair. But just like, I'm like, man, you're the Hulk to like do this in private, dude. Like, I have an image of you. I mean, Hulk kayfabe. Don't show me your human fears, Hulk. Come on, Hulk, fight the tornado. (laughs) He's so sweet. I love him so much. Uh, I have uh, met him in Pat. He used to, when I was in my hometown in in Royal Grande, San Luis Luis Obispo, he lived up there part of the year. And he'd he'd pop into the movie theater I worked at all the time. I I never really spoke to him, but I think I sold him a ticket once or twice. He's very sweet. Just like the, the, Andre the giant, gentle giant type, sure. you know, like looks very menacing. And I feel like sometimes people would be like, oh, I'm scared to go lose table. I'm, Don't be scared. He's yeah. he's the sweetest, sweetest man. He can't wait to talk to you. Just go up there. Um, and I love that. What's that? I love you, man. The movie with Paul Rudd. Yeah. Where he's <laughs> <laughs> out of character. Why is he fighting Lou Ferrigno? Um, any crazy. I mean, the fact that like Norman Reedus recognized you by, by name and face. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a weird kind of surreal environment in its own place. And, you know, you become friends with Jason and all stuff. You got you hit the town. You in New Orleans with any of these people. You in New York. I mean, does it ever get that kind of close? We. Uh, yes. that you could say there's some, I don't want to get sued yeah there's some there's some celebrities we had some fun with I never did anything like yeah. like outrageous or anything but yeah there was no. there were some celebrities that would come out with us and have fun or we would always throw like a party uh, right. on Saturday nights and they would come hang out at the VIP again 50-50, man. Half of right. them were so cool, and half of them, I wish them nothing but failure for the rest of their career. <laughs> I would love to list. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> after this. Uh, we'll, we'll make that we'll a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> we'll do the list. Um, yeah, that's where, I mean, the conventions are a fun time. I mean, it's a weird, you know, I, I've been to yeah, several of them now, and it's just that nightlife. But the ones with the Wizard World, it was always a little weird, because San Diego or New York, they're big. You're there for work. And the other ones are work, too. And for you, it was work. But for us, like screen jockeys, it was like, cool, we're going to New Orleans this weekend. And I guess in the middle of it, we've got a panel. <laughs> like, it was yeah, like, it was like, it was the thing that was crazy, too, is like the reason why you become friends with some of those people is because you're just 
in bizarro world. Like yeah. everyone acts insane because you have to remember this is once in a lifetime for most people. Right. This is twice a month for you. Right. So it's like going to war kind of in a weird way. So it's like no one understands like so like I remember backstage it was the second or third show that he had been to was David Tennant. Yeah. And like thousands. I've never seen so many people show up for David Tennant. I don't really watch Doctor Who. I don't really right. know who he is, but we're just backstage just like talking about <laughs> Donkey Kong or N64 or right. something. And I realized much later, I told that story somewhere and be like, I would literally kill someone to right. be in your position. And I've been fortunate enough in my career, both with Screen Junkies and with Wizard World, where I've always had a job where people are just like, what do I have to do right. to get to your job? And that's that's kind of cool. It is cool. The perspective is important to have. We, we, get, it, we get in it. I get in it. Uh, I'm having a little tough time relationship with digital media and movie discussion worlds right now myself. And yeah, you know, it is the perspective. It's a job and I don't think they realize how much of a job it is and they'd probably hate it at times right. as much as we do. But, but then to look back in your struggles or were you, you know, a little kid in Fresno, like I want to make this stuff. I want to be part of this stuff. And here, you know, here you are producing and, and, and no longer just making lightsaber, you know, videos by the pool there. Uh, but along the way though, you become this very passionate pro wrestling fan. Yes. Uh, WWF would go to Fresno a lot. Yes. Is that, is that seeing a house show pull you in? How'd you get to that point? It's funny. I, I have a lot of wrestling knowledge and I have a lot of respect for mm-hmm. classic era, but I was one of the kids that actually got sucked in around attitude era time. Late, so late I didn't, 90s. I didn't yeah. jump in till like 98. It wasn't until years yeah. later that I got to fill in kind of the, the rest of it. Gotcha. Um, but I, oh, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I actually started with nitro. WCW guy. I was a Nitro kid. Ooh. Uh, Oh, that was that be the era, though. Yeah. Monday Night Wars. I was, I I, I would watch Nitro and my mom, she would see Hogan. So she'd be like, okay. Yeah. And I always had, would try to sneak over to USA to just catch a moment. But WWF was kind of like off limits a little bit. Uh, Uh oh. Uh, uh, Just drop my whiskey, everybody. It's okay. uh, But then. It's been a long day. My mom, about in 2000, uh, yeah. she was friends with a reporter at the Fresno B and she's like, Hey, he got yeah. some tickets to the SmackDown thing. Right. Do you want to go? And I was like, okay, are you going to take me? And she's like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. It was in February. It was the, <laughs> it was the last stop before no way out 2000, the DX <laughs> express. I was, <laughs> I was fully on board. And I think that's when my mom kind of understood yeah. when she went, she's like, okay, I don't like some of this stuff, but right. I get, I get yeah, what it is. why he, the theatrics and everything. I get why he likes it. So yeah, that was kind of like point of no return was SmackDown February selling arena in Fresno, <laughs> February, 2000. Oh, the memories. What pulled you in about it though? You said the spectacle, you know, for, for a lot of us, it's the entrances, it's the music, it's the storytelling though, right. that I think what pulls you in. Uh, I know it was for me, but uh, what grabbed you? I think I, I always thought, I was the kid in like fifth, sixth grade. I was like, you guys, wrestling's dumb. Like sure. it's fake. Mike yeah. Tyson's real guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the era yeah. of Tyson. And then I remember my friend Patrick Colegan spent Patrick? about a, a full week of lunch hours explaining to me the entire history of the NWO, <laughs> like from start and all the weird by, by Thursday, we were all the way to like disco Inferno joining the wolf pack. <laughs> like we were Latino world order. And I was like the blue world order. I was like, what is this? So I 
checked out Nitro mm. and it was it was Sting that got yeah, me. I was okay. like, what is this? I was like, there's this guy with this cool makeup and this trench coat and he's just fighting off everybody with a bat and he's the crow, but he's and, not. And, and I was like, and who are these guys just flipping around at the beginning? I don't right. know anybody's name, but they're just like going a million miles an hour. And, you know, that's kind of what got me into it. I think it was just like the theatrics and the wrestling, I kind of was almost secondary to me for a little bit. I really liked the stories and like, yeah. how's someone going to stop this? I didn't realize at the time the NWO would go on forever, but I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how are they going to stop the NWO? That's fa- fascinating. So like you never, you never really thought about like say doing it. You're there for the storytelling which ties into your love of movies and all that kind of stuff. Too. Right. I never once did it cross my mind. Like I want to be in the right. ring. I thought, man, that'd be cool to be, you know, you know, Paul bearer or right, right, Paul right, right, Heyman sure. yeah, yeah. to not have to not get, get hurt. Hit. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was always drawn by like the bigger the character, the more I was like, like I always knew my mom would have a fit if she saw that was around the time Undertaker was getting very satanic. Yeah, and very a lot we, of, we a lot of sacrifices. Up, yeah, of, we grew up in a, a very Christian household, so as well, yeah. it was that allure of like, but this dark side <laughs> character is kind of cool, mom, you know? And he's like, sacrificing Stephanie <laughs> McMahon, and it worked. Mom, he's the bad guy. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I think I was just drawn in by the theatrics, which is probably what drew me into Kiss and drew yeah. me into all these things. It was like these larger-than-life characters mm-hmm. that I, I don't want it to be too real, you know? Yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of with you too there too. Like I'm all for some of the stuff. Uh, you know, I love wrestling through and through and to the end. And um, I, I like the flippity flips, and I like NXT and everything. But sometimes I'm like, I do like a garbage man fighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why? Not? I mean, that's the thing. It's like I remember uh, yeah. in 2004 there was a character named Mordecai, and he was yep. all dressed in white, and he I think he ended up being Kevin Thorne, the vampire. Y- yes, but Mordecai came out, and I was like, this is going to be so awesome when Mordecai and the darkness of the undertaker <laughs> finally me and they dropped the character because it was just the yeah. wrong time it was like man attitude era that right. guy would have been would have right been up over. there would have been yep. over so instead it becomes the crazy vampire with shelly martinez being uh oh, ariel or whatever man, the sexy ballet was painful uh, yeah but i was there for every episode of it fantastic stuff there we're almost done here billy but uh you know uh I think I'm so glad, number one, that you begged your way onto the show. Uh, you're a fascinating character. Uh, you do the Lord's work over there at Screen Junkies there. But, uh, you know, any final parting words here? What's your What's your secret to life, man? Um, get over yourself. I love it. I think that's mm. something I struggle with every day. Mm. I feel like uh, there, there are times where I've, I look at my situation and I'm just like, I, I'm either bitter or upset or frustrated, and I think... Mm is this your situation or is this your, your ego? You feel that thing, that, that sting that's pride effing with you, you know? And, and I think if you can get over yourself Mm -hmm. and and it's tough, it's something I work on every day, but if you can get over yourself, man, like I said, I've, I've, I, even now I I've bitched about work all last week and I realized talking with you in the last hour, it's like, there are people that just banging down my door. Like, how do I get to be where you are? And and not just once, but twice back to back. So it's, it's very, very cool. Yeah, no, Hey, that's, that's get over yourself is, is, is really important. I was I approach life as a case by case basis. Uh, not everything is everything, you know, not one thing is everything. And then, uh, you know, act like you've been there before. <laughs> and then that's actually true in a lot of ways, because even when 
you said it, the pride. There'd be times I'm throwing my stuff against the wall at my previous jobs and even the security job that I hated. And it was like, well, this is just about me, isn't it? Yeah. This is just about me, putting me before a lot of other things. I have a great job. I I have I, I found my person, I feel like, yeah. right at the right time in life. Like, I... I have nothing to complain about. So it's if you can get over yourself and, and your own uh, ego, I, I think life just becomes that much sweeter. That's some words of advice from Billy Business. Uh, Billy, thank you so much for coming in. We're going to bring you on the afternoons with Josh and Ken. We'll do some Force Center. You can talk about Star Wars. I would love to talk about you Star Wars. You are not banned yet. <laughs> from any show that I do. And I hope uh, hopefully we can dance over at Screen Junkies again soon. So uh, before we get out of here, tell them where they can find you and where they're going to be able to find your podcast, Hot yeah. Takes. Follow me on Twitter at Billy A. Patterson. Uh, I should have changed it to Billy Business. I didn't. Joe Starr gave me that name, by the way. Thank you, I Joe, know he did, yeah. For, for branding me. If you, uh, Joe Starr. Uh, at Billy A. Patterson on Twitter when the show is ready. Yeah. And I'm not putting it out till it's ready, probably around the time... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp hits Blu-ray, so maybe a couple weeks. I don't know when this goes up, but... Uh, this goes up uh, soon. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's when the first... I'm going to time it around me and Hal Rudnick talking okay. Ant-Man around the time of uh, Ant-Man's release so you can find all new ways to hate me. Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope uh, I'll, I'll come on as well and sue some of your Star Wars ales. Well, let's talk Rogue One, man. I I'd need, I need some help. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is near and dear to my heart. So, Billy, thank you so much for coming on into the Napsack Files. Uh, appreciate it, uh, and I appreciate you out there listening and my supporters on Patreon. I have a lot of people that make this show possible. They are my producer and executive producer uh, supporters like Jason Humphreys, Pags, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Cal Gerben, Zach Anderson, Ranger Donald, Donald Long, The Amazing Web, Aaron the author, Aaron Parisian, Jonas Bergman, Corey Morissette, Graham Bell, Kyle Harlow, David Triana, just added today at the time of this recording, DJ Snacks, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, speaking of pro wrestling, Matthew Simon Bador, Jacob at Legends Con, Matthew Maroney, Matthew Thompson at TMP Media Productions, and Taymor, he is a new executive producer as well. Thank you for your support. If you want to support, go to patreon.com slash Files. but the best thing you can do for this podcast is spread the word, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, and go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash C slash Ken Napsack or just type in Ken Napsack on a YouTube search bar. You'll get to my challenge Encore, uh, channel Encore presentations of the Napsack Files episodes going back to even to 2013 with Mark Ellis and Tiffany Smith, stuff like that. They're going to be up on the YouTube channel as well. That is it. We'll see you all next time here on the Napsack Files.